Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. It's back to being just the two of us. I'm so excited. There's no guest this week. I'm, I love the guests, but I love being with Matt, just the two of us, and our little cozy... It's just cozier. Yeah. Yeah. So much so much simpler. I'm not frantically trying to put all of the equipment together while someone waits impatiently. And Matt poured me a nice cup of joe. There you, we, yeah, there you go. And it's a very special one that we'll, we'll talk about later. Yeah, it's really nice. Not that our guests are waiting impatiently for us. They're all extremely sweet people <laughs> who are very patient, mm-hmm. but I worry that they're... In, like, I don't want to make anyone wait. And then sometimes, you know, we're an independent operation, and so things can take a while to yeah, set up. Yeah, so. but bravo to you for <laughs> setting things up I'm, while I'm, here, and I'm just, the, I just sit and watch. I'm the setter-upper. They've always said that about me. Well, I relax and drink my coffee. So this week, we are talking about another Cozy Mystery series, another one of my favorite series. Um, this time, we're discussing Jen McKinley's Library Lovers Mysteries. Mm-hmm. But first, do you hear that? the storm clouds we come in with our baggage but we have to release the resentments that's right we have to oh release our resentments i'm hearing this for the first time yes yeah, so i had to surprise you with that awful jarring sound <laughs> i feel like if i'm so sorry to anybody listening to this on headphones that probably was terrible but well it's it's kind of a little scary so it's good for halloween it was an idea was that, it meant to be scary no well it was an idea that lewis had because every time i lewis peitzman a former guest on the show Every time that we, I say release the resentments, you know, we got to release our resentments before we start the episode, I think of release the Kraken. And so I made a soundbite where it's Liam Neeson saying release the Kraken, but then I come in. Here, let's listen to it again. Release the resentments. Yep, that's it. Well, so, your voice sounds very cute in it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that one. Well, we can try it out. It's not cozy. It goes. Well, we'll see what the listeners think. Yeah, let us so. know what you think about Release the Resentments, the soundbite. If it's fun or if it's irritating, nothing has to be permanent here. My resentment this week that I need to release is related to mobile games. I enjoy playing video games casually. I mean, I, I like Nintendo properties mm-hmm. the most, but I'm getting really frustrated because for a while I had like a a nice string of mobile games on my phone that I like playing. I was playing Clash Royale, mm-hmm. which is like a card strategy game. And then I was playing Pokemon Go. Um, I've tried Super Mario Run. And I'm just sort of in a rut because I really, I'm starting to despise the whole genre of mobile gaming because they're all designed to pretty much string you along and pull out as much money yeah. from you as possible, especially games like Candy Crush, where it's like, if you want more lives, you want to keep playing you know, keep spending money. And I, I, I despise that model, that like free-to-play model where it's like you never feel like you own the game totally mm-hmm. and, or like have the satisfaction of beating it. And I know there's like consoles for that and PC games, but I guess my resentment this week is just like I just want a good mobile game that keeps my attention and doesn't make me rage quit because I, I was playing Clash Royale for like a year and finally I was just like, even though I actually had put, spent some money on it, sadly. Oh. That's I like I is. couldn't take it anymore. It was like I felt like I didn't spend any money on it because it was impossible to play after a while. What's the premise of Clash Royale? You're battling cards. Have you ever played Magic the Gathering or do you know that no. game? You're you're putting card. You're s- casting spells and cre- summoning creatures okay. to battle your opponent. You're trying to destroy their towers, and it's a three minute time limit. You can level up your cards so they're more powerful. And then your opponent has their own deck that they've made, and mm-hmm. whoever 
defeats all three towers wins okay. first. But there's a three minute time limit and it's live with a, a real person playing on the other end. And so it requires all of your attention. Mm. And uh, my boyfriend hates when I play that game because if I'm playing a session, I can't, I can't focus on anything else because I have the three minutes to beat this opponent and it's live. And so I can't just like pause the game. I didn't know you're a gambling man. It's like it, it, oh it's no, hard. it's not a gambling, but like oh. he, I put money into it to like get more like in-game currency. Oh, to okay, spend. I see, I see. Normally, I, I like putting money behind things I support, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll spend like ten bucks on this to make it a little bit more bearable, and it did for a while. Mm-hmm. But then you hit another wall, and it's like, oh, I have to spend another what ten or twenty bucks. Well, to... it's a scheme. It's a scheme. It's exactly so... what it is, and that's why I can't stand mobile games. Like it's all a scheme, and I feel like with other game consoles. It's not. It's just like, we've made a wonderful game. Enjoy our full game that you've paid for. <laughs> yeah. And and that's my resentment yeah, this you week. You can design one. You know, I, I should. I should resign like a good mobile game. And actually, listeners, if you have any suggestions for mobile games, I want to hear them because I'm sort of in a rut right now where I don't have any ideas or I can't find any games I like. So please shoot me some wrecks when you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, Jillian, what's your resentment this week? Well, I'm surprised I've been brought up earlier because it grinds my gears all the time. Those, well, I want to preface it that I have places that I have monthly donations set up to volunteer with 826LA, which you should volunteer with if you're in the LA area. And it's always overwhelming trying to do the best you can with supporting different causes and you want to support everything, but you're limited by what you can do with your time and your money and i'm a freelance writer i'm not rolling in piles of dough um, i don't know i've seen you dive into your pool of money <laughs> yeah my pool of yeah pool of money and my I don't, if you don't apartment. know about jillian she's basically scrooge mcduck she has <laughs> a diving board it goes straight into a gigantic <laughs> pool of coins yeah after this that's what i'm gonna do and so the people who stand in front of the grocery stores what are they called they they ask you to sign up for something or money. I know. I I, I know they have a uh, they have a certain name. Panhandlers. They, no. <laughs> That'd be so terrible. That was my reset. No, they're um. God, I can't think of the name. They're volunteers. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like they 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 like they they stand solicitors. Out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They stand. Yeah, they stand out. I was at front going to Lassen's. They're really hardcore about um standing in front of lessons they always like stand right in front of the door so you can't avoid it or 365 um which is a grocery if you're store shopping at lessons or whole foods then that's what they, they know that's what they assume that's what they assume income, and yeah. that's what's an inaccurate assumption I, i'm not going to go into that too because i'm just buying a few things but anyway i'm going off on a tangent they have d- dissolved into heckling i have been heckled Many a times when I try and go into Lassen's um, or any other store, it's like I feel like I'm heckling, pick- heckled. I'm going to get into it. I feel it's because I'm an easy target. One, I'm female. Two, I don't come, I don't know, maybe I come across extremely threatening, but I think I, I really don't. And so I seem like an easy person. I find to- you very threatening. <laughs> yeah. I seem like I'd be easy to like, you know, talk like not t- talk to your approach i don't know i think i sometimes i just invite a lot of characters when i'm out in the world i just i'm a, a magnet for characters so i was really sick one day going into lessons just to pick up like 
some food because I had the it was like a really bad cold, and I just want to pick up a few things, like a big bottle of water, and just run out. And there's these people who wanted me to sign up for one of those. I don't know what the hell. Sorry, I don't. I don't, I don't know what the heck they were. <laughs> they wanted I me. Feel, to sign I feel up. like in terms of like this. <laughs> The spectrum of cursing. I think we can handle that one on the show. <laughs> okay. And so I said, I'm sorry. I, I don't have time today. And um, I was wearing all black. I was wearing a black leather jacket, black jeans, and a black t-shirt. Just because I, I literally, not because I just was throwing on whatever I could. Because I was so sick. I wasn't even paying attention. That sounds like the perfect casual witchy ensemble to me. Yeah. And they, they're like, okay, um, rebel without a cause. What? <laughs> yes. It's really lame. Yeah, and they were like really rude about it. They're bad at heckling too, and yeah. getting money. Yeah. What cause were they supporting? I don't remember, but they were like really um, rude, and then they like laughed afterwards. And then at um, the other day, I went to Lassen's and two different people, and I was wearing a, a another one of my running to the store outfits, just like a sleeveless shirt that said brother on it. I don't think like I got their thrift store. I didn't even know what even wasn't even aware really what it said when I put it on. And so the one guy um, started doing a Hulk Hogan impersonation when I ignored him. He's like, okay, brother. And it was, <laughs> it was just, Mortifying. it was, and he was yelling it and people were staring and he did it when I walked in and he did it when I walked oh, out. Oh God, I would have <laughs> stayed in the store. He was uh, he was harassing. I would have stayed in that store and just like peeked out the window until he was gone. I would not have left. Everyone was staring, and it's like I hate being the center of attention. Despise it, and so it's even worse when I'm like out in a public space. I'm being polite. I have my things that I like spend my money on, spend my time on. Like we're all doing this as much as we can, and I don't need to be harassed. I'm just trying to go to the damn grocery store. It goes store. to show that monsters support charities too. <laughs> Who are these awful people? I know it's a long-winded story, but I every time I see two people blocking the grocery store doors, I'm like, I, now I live in fear and terror that I'm going to get like heckled. Jillian hasn't bought groceries <laughs> in two months. I know. It's terrible. She's living off the lime trees in her neighbor's yards. Yeah, so I don't know. Their jokes are worse than like Mike Huckabee's Twitter feeds. Like People are just heckling me non-stop whenever I go to the grocery store, so got to find something That's else. That's just not an effective strategy for soliciting donations to your cause, is to harass people. Yeah. I was really so bad isn't. for those people because I imagine that's a really hard job to have. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a lot of times I get this, like, um, spare, spare five minutes to support gay rights. It's like my whole life is yeah. supporting gay yeah. rights. I don't... <laughs> it's all about gay rights here. Yeah, I don't... I don't <laughs> all things cozy. I don't need to sign anything <laughs> to do anything about that. Do I have the time to stop? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, sure. But oftentimes not. I'm usually yeah. on my way to something. Exactly. If I'm, you're at a grocery store to grocery shop, it's not like you're there to, well, I'm just going to stop and talk to the person at the door. Like, and You're not going to get a lot of donations that way. I think it's mm -hmm. like a visibility thing. And, and mm -hmm. you'll get some, and it's helpful. But yeah, don't, don't heckle people. Yeah. I, who otherwise would support that cause. Yeah, maybe I would have like stopped by. or But it's just the heckling and then making people feel uncomfortable. And especially people who, I don't know, I, yeah, anxiety prone or don't like to be a center of attention. You're like calling them out in attention in a big public space. Yeah, and they're making that entire experience about them. Yeah. Like this is no longer about the charity. It's about the fact that they need attention. Mm -hmm. And they're going to berate anybody who doesn't give them their, that attention that they think they deserve. Exactly. So lessons reconsider the people you have outside. I know. Kick them, kick them out. 
kick yeah. him to the curb. And no the offense, other curb, like, do that across yeah. the street. Yeah, if that's your job, I not knocking it. Yeah, just just be polite. Yeah, yeah. We know it's hard. We feel for you. You're doing great work. Keep doing it, but don't heckle Jillian when she's going to the grocery store. But you know what? Now we feel a lot better. We have released our resentments. It's a bright, sunny day, and we are here to discuss cozy locations. These are places that make us feel comfortable and safe. Yep. Jillian, what's your cozy location this week? Well, my cozy location is Salem, Massachusetts. Um, I was on a long East Coast trip, and that was one of my stops was Boston, and I decided to go with my girlfriend to Salem on a lovely Sunday afternoon, and there's like perfect fall weather because it's, um, I don't know, it's a little bit chill in the air on the East Coast right now, at least when I was in Boston, and the leaves were changing, starting to change. I had never been to Salem, so I was really excited to go. Uh, it's just a really cute... I've always wanted to go. It's a super cute town. Like, there's a lot of stores that are, you know, marketing themselves to people who are interested in, you know... All witches. Witches and all that <laughs> stuff, which I, I love, but it was just like, you know, every single store w- was that. But each store, I'll have to say, also was a fun experience. I feel like I'd just spend so much money there. Yeah, it, it would be stuff. your... Your dark lord of pl- of places to go because you would get go on a frenzy there. I bet there's just like so many little statues and signs. I feel like I would need for my apartment. Oh, M- I should. Mugs. Yeah, you really need to. I think you just need to spend a week there. Yeah, yeah. But it was really it's really cute. I have like a little town square, and so it really did feel like you were in um, the hocus pocus, the town. It was wonderful. Um, But what I uh, loved the most was going to all their museums, which aren't um, on the high end of things. I think it's just the people who live there putting together these, you know, lower budget museums, which are so wonderful in that aspect. Are they in character at all? Or lots like- of characters, lots of characters. Uh, it also felt like you're in Stars Hol- Hollow in some ways too, because tons of characters, and um, it was it was really wonderful. Uh, I stopped at the Witch House. What's that? It's this. Well, we have a bunch of different museums. I think they're all competing. So this was. Um, you get to see a, a reenactment of how the Salem witch trials came to be. So it's uh, immersive experience. It's not live. At first out, there's going to be actors. So I was a little disappointed, but it's like wax figures and then they shine lights on them and then audio comes on. Okay. Like the hall of presidents at Disney world. I guess I'd never seen it, but <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's not even like mobile, mobile, um, displays they're just wax figures from yeah they're from like the 70s probably and then they like shine a light on it and it was the wackiest experience which made it cozy because it was so low budget and the guy that um was running the witch house or he was one of the employees he was a little bit older and he forgot to turn on the the audio so we're all sitting there in the dark for like 30 minutes and he's like oh i'm sorry excuse me and he came back on like Turned it on, and it was just so wonderful. That sounds adorable. It was so adorable. Then the woman led us through another section after the show, and she was just a lovely, like, you know, mom-type person. And all the little displays had uh, printouts. So like, someone went on a computer and typed out the description, printed out 
cut and paste it um, and wax figures from the 70s. And she was going around and giving us the whole tour. And we got to this pagan section because we're going through histories of witches. And she's like, now, now everyone, please keep in mind, these, um, these pagan people, they don't worship the devil. And it was so sweet. Aww. And she's educating people about Wicca. Yeah. How nice. It was really nice. I loved it. I've, I've always wanted to visit Salem. I'm obsessed with that. That moment in history, yes, but just witches in general have captured my imagination. Yeah, and I recommend going in September because I'm sure it's a madhouse in October, but September you still get that fall experience. Yes. Beautiful, but so it's a little picturesque. Before the rush. Yeah, oh, so wonderful. Little cute, um, like cozy bars and the leaves and the restaurants and everything and the town square. So cozy. The autumn season is upon us. Yes, it is. I, that, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's from, uh, I went into a Yankee Candle once, like, several years ago, and the, one of the clerks working there, like, turned to us and said, just like the first thing he said to us as he walked in, was, the autumn season is upon us, and it's like, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> okay. It is. And now I can't stop saying it, and uh, no one knows what I'm talking about. Speaking of witches, actually... A perfect tie-in is my cozy location this week. Um, I had spent some time in Big Bear over the long Labor Day mm-hmm. weekend, and which was perfect because it's so much cooler up there, and L.A. was experiencing a horrific heat wave. Oh, God. So awful. And no one here is equipped to deal with that. Like, not only is our tolerance not built up enough for that kind of humidity mm-hmm. and heat, but also a lot of places still don't have air conditioning. Yeah. And it used to be you could live in this in the city without it, and now you need AC. Global warming. Anyway, (laughs) we went to Big Bear to kind of just escape the heat and enjoy a quaint village setting. And we were walking around, and I stumbled across this store. It was like a country store called Mountain Witch Tea. It was just adorable. And the woman working there, like, walked me through all of her tea selections, which were, like, all these amazing flavors, and um, her coffee seasonal coffees and so actually oh. going back to the coffee we discussed we i teased earlier yeah jillian's drinking mountain witch coffee i love it it's maple and pumpkin which is a perfect combination perfect combination i've been loving it because actually i i love pumpkin spice stuff and all the all that but pumpkin coffee like like without like i'm not talking about like a creamer or like that like the actual like it's been roasted in whatever mm-hmm. like perfume whatever they do <laughs> to make it taste like pumpkin like the trader joe's type for example mm-hmm. it gets it's cloying after a while like whatever like spices they use in it it's just like too much. Uh, it's too much but this is perfect it's like it is i can still taste the coffee underneath it it's 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 such a nice hint of flavor and the maple is really good at balancing it and making it kind of like a richer flavor yeah. than just this kind of sweet pumpkin it's really to nice it. i can definitely taste the coffee which yeah. is a plus when you're drinking coffee to actually taste the coffee yeah it's really fragrant it's i don't know it's like you, you're getting the the pumpkin and maple from the scent mm-hmm. but with the actual flavor is pure coffee and it's 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 really wonderful highly recommend it you can buy it online oh. mountain witch tea check it out online i, I might have to get more myself because um, i'm running out that's really sweet that um she's able to Make her own business, just yeah. No, it's wonderful. Coffee and teas. I, I don't know how she does it. It seems like a lot of work, but that's what I'd imagine. Like it seems cozy it all and magical to us, but I'm sure she's slaving and toiling away. No, <laughs> I, I feel speak. like I feel like a cozy mystery series is is begging to be written about her. Yes, her and 
the person working at the witch house in Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. And definitely one of the murder victims should be those people that are harassing you outside of Lassen's. Yes. Because the victim's always somebody we don't like. No. No. <laughs> definitely not. But yeah. And also, I'm a sucker for witch stuff. So the fact that the label says Mountain Witch is... I had to buy it. Sucked you right in. I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't go in specifically because it said Mountain Witch. And I'm like, I need to know Mm -hmm. who is the Mountain Witch. The Mountain Witch is lovely. Visit the Mountain Witch if you're ever in Big Bear. And I guess it's time now to talk about our cozy mystery series we're here to discuss. uh, Jen McKinley's Library Lovers Mysteries. This mystery series is another one of my favorites. I, I own a lot of them. I've read the first four Mm-hmm. And I read the fourth prior to the recording this with Jillian. So I had like a fresh experience with the with the series. And Jillian read... I read uh, the first one, the Books first Can one. Be Deceiving. Yes. Just to kind of give you a summary of what the series is about. So this cozy series is set in Briar Creek, Connecticut. And the star sleuth is Lindsay Norris, the director of the Briar Creek Public Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's not meeting with her friends in the Craft Union Club... Or navigating her on and off again romance with Sully. Sully, oh. <laughs> He's a tour boat captain. Um, she's solving murders using the research skills she's honed as an archivist. She worked at Yale. Yeah, she was a library science major. Yeah, masters. Yeah. And so she worked at Yale, and then she has transitioned she, to a, a quieter place. Now she's at the Briar Creek Public Library. Um, but and she uses all of those research and librarian mm-hmm. skills to get to the bottom of things. It's actually like a perfect occupation for a sleuth. It really is. I was act- I, now that you bring that up, that's a great point. Cause it, comparing it to that other murder, uh, cozy mystery series. Yeah. What's that one called? I can't believe I've already forgotten what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, Leslie man. Meyer and okay. her Lucy Stone mysteries. Oh yeah, sorry. I apologize because Lucy. Oh my God. Sorry, Lucy just doesn't have as many skills as as Lindsay. Okay. Well, I don't think that's exactly fair. She's she's a reporter. Well, and moms have skills. <laughs> I know that's, that's a generous uh, uh, term for her. <laughs> she upsets the obituaries. <laughs> Reporter. She does. She gets to the bottom of things. <laughs> okay, but anyways, yes, you can you can go on. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, I, I love uh, the fact that Lindsay has a uh, occupation that correlates to her solving these murders and also like libraries are cozy it's like a perfect you want to be there like when you're when she's at work actually like some of my favorite segments of this series is when Lindsay is at work and the cast of characters that she's with either with her best friends when they're doing their thursday crafternoon Mm -hmm. stuff of which there are directions to do it yourself like in the back of your book that was really nice because the author um she has her master's in library science i believe yes so that's really if cool, If the blurb too. is to be believed, which I think we, we, we will. Yes, we'll, we'll believe it. Yeah, I love the fact that it takes place in a library. It even motivated me to look into Master's Library Science. Oh I'm God. like, maybe I should be <laughs> a <laughs> this librarian. Gonna, this series is going to change your life. <laughs> yeah. like, that sounds like a perfect gig. So like my favorite moments are in the library because like she has, there's the lemon who's Miss Cole, oh who's this like old lady who is always hounding people for fines and she wears monochromatic outfits. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know this person. What I think McKinley does so well is she creates really, they're familiar characters. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen these characters before, but she describes them in a way that makes them really relatable. Yeah. And, and real. 
Yeah. And so like I like the the lemon is somebody who is really identifiable. I like I like that she always wears the same color clothes. Like mm-hmm. it's always like a, a monochromatic theme. Yeah, and she does a great job too of describing the library. Yes. And also these little vignettes of people coming in. And it actually usually has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the mystery. Like it'll be a random like person coming in to identify a snake or t- to find a book. And you can really tell actually that she was a librarian because there are these moments of frustration where in, in the one that I read, I read the fourth one most recently, which is Read It and Weep. All of the, all of the titles are Play on. plays on, like l- puns on libraries yeah. or books. There are seven overall. So, okay, so the first one's Books Can Be Deceiving. Mm-hmm. Second one is Do or Die. Third is Book, Line, and Sinker. <laughs> fourth is On Borrowed Time. And a fifth, A Likely Story. <laughs> Sixth book is Better Late Than Never. And then there's another one coming out. Um, soon, I think in November, called Death in the Stacks. <laughs> That's a kind of departure. Yeah, it's kind of a departure, right? It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a very direct. Tense, yeah. It's very direct. Um, very direct. But yeah, these like these these vignettes and scenes where like they're not really related to the mysteries all the time, but they're funny. Like they're 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 genuinely hilarious. So there was a, the one that in Read It and Weep. It's a little girl coming trying to find. She comes up to Lindsay and she's like, uh, "I I want the pumpkin book." Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's like, "What? We have a lot of books about pumpkins. Like, can you be more specific?" And she's like, "There's a there's a pumpkin on the cover. <laughs> Great, thanks a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot." And and I, I feel like she wants she wants Cinderella is what she wants. Uh, okay. Anyone who's worked in any kind of customer service can mm-hmm. relate to someone coming in and wanting something and having no ability to describe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just I can't I can't read your mind. Please be more descriptive. So yeah, they're wonderful little scenes like that. The characters are really. I don't know. They're just really sweet. All cozy. They're all cozy. They're all genuinely awesome people. Because and she hangs out with older people, right? She kind hangs, of, yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're a lot of them, yeah. Because the person she lives with in the apartment building is Mary? Nancy. Nancy, I'm sorry, Nancy. And her son, Charlie. Yeah, and so um, Mary is a little or bit... Or nephew, old. I'm sorry. Yeah, nephew. nephew. Yeah, Mary's a little bit older, and so she is always like the almost a mom figure. She has a lot of mom Nancy. figures. Sorry, Nancy. Apologize, <laughs> Nancy Mary. Um, N- Nancy is always mothering her, and Lindsay has so many mom like figures. Mm-hmm. So that adds an air of cozy because she, besides Beth, I don't think she has many contemporaries. Not really, no. Yeah, yeah. I think Beth's her best friend, which I, I always imagine her as like a Melissa McCarthy type. That's how mm-hmm. I visualize Beth. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's how I see her. Yeah. And she runs, like, the children's section mm-hmm. of the library, and she's always dressed up in cute little costumes yeah. when she's reading to the kids. She lives with Nancy and her, like, rocker nephew, <laughs> Charlie, who has, like, all these piercings. and mm-hmm. they, they So they, they share a house, and so Nancy's on the first floor, Charlie's on the second floor, and then um, Lindsay's on the third and it sounds like this. It's like a beautiful, like coastal home. Yeah, with like a, a widow's watch, and... and I think all cozy mysteries need to be set in New England. Yes. And the first one that I read, books can be deceiving, was I think transitioning from fall into winter. Mm-hmm. So it was a really lovely description of New England in fall and the library in a fall setting, which was lovely. And just having gone to the East Coast or Boston, it was it was so wonderful. I was reading the book in a hot laundromat in <laughs> LA. So it was nice. So you felt, you felt transported. I felt transported, yeah. So what McKinley does really well, I think, is she sort of classically delivers a 
typical cozy plot line where someone dies relatively early and we have a lot of red herrings mm-hmm. until we finally get to the truth. What I really appreciate about her writing, though, is she does not cheat. She All of the clues are there from the beginning. Yeah. There's no surprise like, oh, it's this guy I never talked about that we referenced maybe once towards the end of the novel. Mm-hmm. Which... Honestly, a lot of cozy writers do. They like they will just like they'll cheat, and the surprise is that you never knew this person existed. And that's yeah. Not, that's not fair. Like to be honest, I figured out who was the murderer, who the murderer was, and read it and weep pretty early. Mm-hmm. But what McKinley is so good at doing is she gives you all of those clues, and you can figure it out. And she's not being dishonest with you. And as Lindsay's discovering more information it's kind of like muddying the waters with new facts and you start to doubt yourself like, okay, wait, I thought it was this person. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went around and around thinking about it, which to me is like a really honest way of approaching a mystery. And yeah. it did end up being the person I thought it was, but it was, there was still like enough there mm-hmm. to keep it interesting. And to be honest, I'm there for the cozy feelings as well. Like Briar Creek is a great cozy place. Like the residents are awesome. And lots of food references, lots of food references, clam chowder. Oh yeah. She's always stopping by and getting some seafood dish, which inspired me because I was in Morro Bay recently. It's, I feel like I'm mentioning places I'm in central California, like on the coast <laughs> like, constantly. Over. And I like got like the exact same thing she ordered with like, she gets like a glass of white wine with flounder mm-hmm. and I didn't get that. I got like a clam chowder, but still yeah, or lobster rolls. You know, she, Jen McKinley is teaching me a lot about wine pairings mm. and you know, White is good with fish. Yeah. But yeah, and also like the, in, in my book at least. So, so can you just, de- can you describe a little bit like, cause she, in the first one, she's just getting to know the place. So yeah, like, because how does, how does she meet Sully? Like it's been a while since I read that. Okay. So she first moves to Briar Creek because her fiance, she discovered was cheating on her and she was working at Yale. That cad. Yes. John. And so her old roommate from when she's in her master's program, Beth, says, hey, there's an opening at the Briar Creek Library. And so Lindsay moves to this smaller town and she's just sort of getting acclimated. She just started the Crafternoons, which is you read a book and as you as you, you discuss it, you knit. Um, she's starting all these new programs, trying to get, you know, in with the townspeople because it's a really small town. Um, and she's really loving her time there. And she meets Sully. She think how she met Sully. Oh, Sully is Nancy's brother. That's right. Yeah. And I was not very um, sure on the age of Sully because I believe Sully's quite younger than Nancy. That's how I took it because Nancy's husband um, passed away when Sully was younger, when he oh. was just a kid. So I think that he is Lindsay's. Um, age but Solius is like this you know I guess this rugged yeah boat captain type no definitely definitely going with that angle but he's a charmer yeah. yeah and he has a way with jokes and he's always there to comfort a, her or take care joker. of her yeah. yeah so perfect name for a boat captain um yeah, he's, he's swarthy. He has a sense of humor. Yeah. He's the he's the total package. He's very protective. He's very protective. He's, he's, yeah, he is like he is a very classic man. Yeah, he made uh, Lindsay a hot cocoa um, after he drove her. She's caught in the rain on her bicycle, and they had it by the fire. So very romantic. Very romantic. And apparently, he made a mean 
cup of hot cocoa, according <laughs> to Lindsay. So. But yeah, like, and and then in my book, like the the it gets a little complicated. There's like a, a love triangle develops. Oh, and so there's an in my book a uh, a British actor comes to town because Violet Larue, who is in Lindsay's Crafternoon Club, is a former Broadway actress. Mm-hmm. Never mind how she ends up in Briar Creek, but anyway, <laughs> she's there, and. And so she brings her friend, Robbie Vine, who I kind of imagine to be like a Hugh Grant type. He's a little mm-hmm. bit like of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He is a player. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's charming Lindsay and genuinely like is a sweet person despite the fact that he kind of just like tears through um, one like romantic partner from like from one to the next. And you kind of like really start to think maybe I could see these two together and then Robbie dies, and so it's oh. it's like oh okay, which was which was different for a cozy series where like here I'm gonna make you like somebody and then I'm gonna kill him, and I was I was genuinely shocked because usually again like we discuss like all the, the death in a cozy is typically uh, the worst you don't person like. ever. Yeah. Like yeah, in mine it was the worst person, and and Robbie had his faults, but he was a good person, mm-hmm. and yeah, so like you you kind of see this possible love triangle, and, and you can see you're kind of like seeing other people and Sully because they kind of get together toward the second or third book. But then mm-hmm. her husband comes back, her ex comes back in oh. the third book. That makes things really weird with Sully. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely turns into like a, it definitely turns into a will they, won't they situation, mm-hmm. which I think is going to like basically be running throughout the entire series oh, yeah. until it ends probably. But you want them to get together. I care about their relationship. And so... Yeah, they seem compatible. They seem very compatible. It's almost frustrating because I feel like it, it is one of those situations where it's a little bit convenient. Like, they they fit together so well. And the only reason they're not together is we want that struggle. You know what I mean? It's more mm-hmm. dramatically satisfying that they're not. Yeah, I don't I, mind I, it. Yeah, it's... You know, it is what it is. Like, it's what you get with a romance, cozy mystery. The one that she'll pick is going to be the one that, you know... Mm-hmm. obstacles have to be thrown in their way. So it, it makes sense. It's a good ride. I did have one quibble about my book, and that was that... So you have the red herring subplot in terms of who, who could be the, the killer, and it never gets resolved. And, you know, it, once you find out who the real killer is, there had been the setup of, like, oh, could it be this uh, old Broadway reviewer that came into town to review the community mm-hmm. theater production of A Midsummer Night's Dream? And we never find out what that review was, even though we know he's in the audience. And Violet's ex-husband shows up, and we don't know what happens to him or why he leaves. And so I would have liked a little more resolution for that kind of, Mm -hmm. that subplot that was there to kind of distract us, but was still satisfying. And I wanted to figure out, like, why were they there? And what did they say? And what happened at the end of that? So if I had one minor quibble, I wish that was wrapped up. But overall, like, I mean, I tore through this book, and it was super entertaining and i always i always feel like when i'm reading a library lover's mystery i'm getting exactly what i want with a cozy and it's very capably done um and the characters are really wonderful yeah same with my book i really um read it quite quickly Mm -hmm. uh i i identified more with Lindsay than i did with lucy no offense um and i guess it was maybe more modern yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, it's it's more modern, so I guess there's more references. I mean, it, it was it on. is a much a much newer series. Yeah, um, I loved all the food references, and all uh, how they played well into the fall weather. She's great at describing weather, setting a scene, 
making you care about the characters, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, one thing that I do th- find hilarious, though, is a running theme with Cozy Mysteries. They really don't like people from New York. No. <laughs> They're the most detested what, people. What was, what was said in yours? Oh, um, well, they had this at book editor come from New York, and they were just make, making little jabs about about New York. And it's like... I can't, I can't imagine a small town, like, someone coming, visiting from New York and everyone just being like, they're from New York, they're from New York, like, whispering, <laughs> whispering around. Because that's what everyone does, every character. It's like, that are from New York. And it's just, like, nonstop. But Never mind that <laughs> half of them are probably from New York. Just relocated. Yeah, so, and also I just love how villains are villains. There's no shade of it's gray. It's very good evil, <laughs> good versus evil in these, oh, in oh, these yeah. series. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it, because the, the villain in, in mine was just so terrible. He, is, well, there's lots of, I don't want to give away the plot, but there's this one scene where he's at Nancy's restaurant. Is it Nancy who has a restaurant? Yeah, with I think with her husband Ian. Yes, and um, he's like I guess he's a he writes chil- children's books. This guy, and so he's like, "Hey, uh, Nancy, can I get? M- I expect to get my meal meal comped because I'm a celebrity." And just like, <laughs> would anyone ever say that? Like, I don't know. It's just. But it's uh, when it's when it's baddie, it's like hilariously baddie. Yeah, so um, I, I love it for that. I found it hilarious in a lot of places, but I would love to read another one, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great series. We highly recommend it. With a nice glass of red? Or, or white or if white you're eating is, fish. Yeah, if you're eating fish. Um, yes, uh, would love to go back to Briar Creek. And honestly, Jen McKinley, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you about how to capably and like write a great cozy mystery yeah, because this is great. I think you have a lot to teach people. If only every cozy writer were as good as you. So yeah. if you ever want to come on and talk about your craft, we'd love to love to have you. Love to chat. Let's unclam chat. Um and she's prolific. I mean this is only one of her series. So she writes the Library Lovers Mysteries. She also writes the Cupcake Bakery Mysteries, the mm-hmm. Hat Shop Mysteries. She also entered the fray as a romance writer this year oh. with her um, Bluff Point romance novels. She's a busy woman. Very busy. I'm not even done yet. Okay. <laughs> she also works under the pen names uh, Lucy Lawrence. That's, those are for her decoupage mysteries. What's that? <laughs> Don't make me define decoupa- decoupage. <laughs> Is, isn't it like paper mache? We can't, we can't, we can't, <laughs> Sorry, we, can't put you on the spot. we can't have a podcast about all things cozy and not know what decoupage is. Hold on. We're going to, I'm going to have to figure out the definition to this because I can't be ignorant about it on the air. I opened up a can of worms. Yeah. It's like paper mache. Okay. So about decoupage is, is the art of decorating an object by gluing colored paper cutouts in combination with other special paint effects. Right. So it's like, a, it's like crafting with paper and that's just one, that's just one cozy series. Another is with another pen name, uh, Josie Bell. And those are the goodbye girls, like buy, B-U-Y, like you're buying clothes. Mm-hmm. Those are another mystery series. Like she's really busy and I, mm-hmm. I do not know how she does that, but definitely check her out. We highly recommend the Library of Lovers Mysteries. Any final thoughts? Oh, I was, I really, I really enjoyed it. Read it with some nice wine and had a great time. I always try to match it with the season I'm in, so I was mm-hmm. lucky that the fourth one was autumnal. Yeah, mine was autumnal too, yeah. so that was great. We're looking forward to the next ones. Check out our new stuff. And I guess it's time for celebrities that calm us. Mm-hmm. 
I'll never find a sound no. effect that's satisfying for this segment. <laughs> Again, the owl sounds to be like, who, who will you discuss on celebrities that call <laughs> well, us this cute. week? For me, it's I'm going to use a, a celebrity that was mentioned in Read It and Weep because everyone loves Colin Firth. Did you say Colin Firth once? No. Okay. So he's a new... I tried to pick a man <laughs> this time. I really tried to stretch my thinking. Yeah, I mean, Colin Firth, like, do I have to explain why Colin Firth is cozy? Like, watch Bridget Jones' Diary. Like, he yeah, comes out in a fuzzy is. sweater. He's bumbling. Most of his roles, he's the romantic lead, and he's just so cuddly and adorable, like, the least threatening man oh, ever. Oh, yeah. He's even, in, like, even when he's supposed to be, like, a killer, like he is in um, the Kingsman series, which is surprisingly good. I usually don't like that kind of... I don't like that kind of movie. It's too <laughs> violent. But, um, no, that's not true. But I... I yeah, he's good in that too. Even when he's mass murdering people, he still manages to be lovable. He's just always thinks the bumbling factor. It's the bum- he, yeah, we love people who bumble. He's a classic bumbler. Yeah, very bumbling's cozy. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And so, for that reason, and for the reason that the Craftenooners also love Colin Firth, we love Colin Firth. Very yeah. cozy celebrity. Jillian, which celebrity is calming you this week? Um, I'm actually gonna take a cue from one of my friends who mentioned. This person as their cozy celebrity, Diane Keaton. My oh yeah, my friend Kayla saw her in LA. She's like, yeah, she, I uh, she's my cozy celebrity. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, she's pretty cozy because I love her in Father of the Bride when she was mm-hmm. alongside my other. She's also cozy bumbling. celebrity. Yeah, she's oh oh, I saw her on Ellen. Um, I watched a clip uh, of her de- debuting her wine because I guess mm-hmm. she has a wine cozy now, which is so cozy and. And I, she wasn't playing into Ellen's like really rehearsed. Um, I just find Ellen a little bit too rehearsed, and she yeah. really she wasn't really playing into that. She was just like bumbling all over the place. She was drinking wine. She was laughing hysterically at her at herself at her own. She's jokes. so awkwardly confident. She is like, and I love her ensembles. She wears the wildest stuff, mm-hmm. which is just inherently cozy because. She's just her own person, thick and through, and but it's always white or black. It is, yeah, and she repeats a lot of stuff actually, yeah. which is also cozy. I've been I've been like dying to read her um, autobiography. I've been meaning to get to that for a yeah, while. But she's cozy. I mean, I I was first introduced to her father, the bride. Um, I'm sure people. It always way... comes back to that for you. That <laughs> movie does. is. I love I, that. Movie. I don't. Have you seen any other movies? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm mentioned it like five, it. five billion times. I know. But anyways, she's very cozy. So thank you to our one of our cozy listeners, Kayla, for mentioning Diane. Yeah, that's a, that's a great cozy celebrity. I need to buy her wine. Yeah, a D- Diane Keaton's wine. Yes. All right. So that about does it for, for us today. Um, before we close out, though, we have to review our candle that we've been smelling mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. So listen, this is what happens to me around... Uh, I almost said the holiday season, but people interpret it that is differently. Your holiday it's season. my holiday season. I'm very into Halloween, but a cozy version of Halloween. I don't particularly love the scary element. If you ever visit my apartment, it, you'll find that it's just covered in cute Halloween stuff. Yeah. I collect Bony Bunch figurines. Most of it's from Yankee Candle, let's be honest. And on that point, like I get my annual like gigantic shipment that I order of Yankee Candle Fall scents because that's my favorite, favorite season, Mm -hmm. consequently favorite scent theme. And so I have like a ton of like autumnal scents and pumpkin scents and some special Halloween scents that we'll we'll smell (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll sniff. For our, our Halloween spooktacular in a couple of weeks. But t- today we're going to ease into the Halloween season by smelling moonbeams on pumpkins, which is a new Yankee Ooh, scent. I like and, that. And from their description... Nice title. Yeah. It's very evocative. It from their is. description, it's a pumpkin, sea pumpkin in a whole new light and color with warm vanilla and just a sprinkle of nutmeg, right? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely smell the vanilla. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a strong vanilla scent. It's very autumnal and like it's a little perfumey. But it's mostly like kind of like a spicy vanilla. I, it, this is like wine tasting where I say it and I'm smelling it. It's not fair, but it's a soft scent. It has like an incredible throw. It makes the it entire does. apartment smell it does. I will wonderful. Give it, I'll give it that. It's really powerful. And I like it. I mean, it, it smells like a Michael's. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Michael's or a, or a Joanne's fabric. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, and, and the color is nice. It's like a sparkly blue color. It's beautiful. Uh, what do you think, Jillian? I, I really love it because it reminds me of your apartment in Baltimore because I my best times was spent in fall evening at your place with all of your lovely candles and all of your bony bunch. <laughs> and it, it reminds me of that. So it's inherently cozy for me. And I, it, I agree with you. It has a great throw. I think it is a little bit more overpriming with the vanilla than it is with the spice. Yeah. But I can still smell the spice. It, I think that is one caution about this candle. It is overpowering. Yeah. It's not a subtle scent. Like, nope. it will overtake your entire apartment. It'll be in your face. So, and in one sense, so you're getting some value for your candle. And it's on sale. When I bought it, it was like 50% off. I don't know oh. if they're just trying to get the scent out there, if they're just trying to unload it. But I just love I wonder the if it's title. still on sale. See if you can get a deal. Yeah. Get it on sale. Um, I'll, I'll give it a wick. I'll give it a wick, too. Two proudly. wicks up. Two, Two wicks <laughs> lit. Yeah. Light up those wicks. Light them up. Um, before we close out today, oh, yeah. uh, we want to do some special shout-outs because you guys have been awesome. Thank you to all of our listeners and all of our new listeners. We're, we're so lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm especially thankful f- to those of you who have left five-star reviews for us. Thank you so much um, for actually allowing us to have a rating be visible on iTunes. Yes, We could thank not you. do it without you. Um, so thank you to John, Lobby Crush, JC, and Lizzie for your five-star reviews. Uh, yes, thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. So kind. Very kind. You're, it keeps us going, It honestly. really does. You know, it makes it's, my it's a, day. It's a lot of work. We're doing it for free, and mm-hmm. it's good to know that somebody's enjoying it. And um, if you do enjoy our podcast... Let us know. Please yeah, leave us a five-star it. review or any star review. I'm not trying to influence your yeah. review. <laughs> we'll, you know, we take criticism too. Leave a review for us on iTunes. Um, we really do appreciate it. And then I love all of our fans on social media. And one uh, few people that uh, really take the time to reach out and send us kind words of encouragement and saying how much they love the episodes, which is always so nice to hear. Um, Amy Joe, always giving us wonderful shout outs. Yes. And NBC received a lovely um, message recently from, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, Jane, I believe. She has a like, very, very cute cat named Polly. And mm-hmm. um, she sent us Calico cats. Oh, yes. It's the cutest, coziest cat named Polly. And that, and that really resonates with me because I have only ever had Calico cats as pets. My mom's yeah. obsessed with them. So. <laughs> 
all like all of my pets growing up have been calico cats, and so it's wonderful to see her her calico kitties. Yeah, very very cute. Um, and so that was really wonderful. She sent us the sweetest message on Instagram. And that being said, please do follow us on Instagram at All Things Cozy and like us on Facebook. Yep. At All Things Cozy Podcast. Yep. Um, follow you know. us on Twitter. I'm oh, yeah. I'm at Pivovarchek. And I never know my Twitter handle because I'm just a bumbling mess. Also, no, one, no one can find me when I just say that. It's at P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Oh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm Jillian and my last name Walters, but without the vowels. Yes. So find me there. W-L-T-R-S. Yes. Um, oh, also, while we're um, expressing our gratitude, thank you to Alonzo Duraldi for mm-hmm. um, giving us a shout out on Pop Rocket and also on his podcast, uh, with his husband Dave White, called Linoleum Knife, which is uh, a podcast of the cinema. I, I listen to their. I love Linoleum Life. I highly recommend you listen to it. Linoleum Knife. Um, there, I said it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's weekly reviews of movies. Um, great insight. Great conversation. So yeah, thank you. So check much. them out too, and thank you for the shout out. Really appreciate it. That was really kind. Thank you. Oh, and I, I wanted to w- mention one thing too. I was, I'm listening to. Um, Hillary Clinton's What Happened audiobook, which is kind of bittersweet. It's mm-hmm. like hard to hear. She does mention like when she was trying to unwind that she loves mystery novels. And so oh. one one mystery author that I've been hearing a lot about, and I know, I feel like for our audience, I'm going to say this and they're going to be like, what? You're just hearing about this person. Um, but it's just the case. Like Louise Penny mm-hmm. is um, a really like happening mystery author and I think has been for quite some time. But I'm I'm late to the game, and so late to the game, late to the party. I don't know, whatever that metaphor yeah, is. Yeah, I think maybe our next book should be her first sure. one because Hillary Clinton shouted her out. Or she could Hillary. Come I saw on. Jen McKinley on. I follow her on Twitter. She was in a photo with her. I think she's she's what's happening in the mystery world. I so. would love to be a fly on the wall in one of those mystery writer conferences or people's hanging out. Well, what's awesome is like McKinley is always at like I think. Uh, the poison pen, which is, I think she, I think she lives in Arizona, but like, I think that's there. And it, I just wish I lived closer to a, a bookstore like that. They don't really have that in LA. Mm-hmm. Like mysterious galaxy was in LA, but then they left and now they're just in San Diego. It's like the closest thing I can think of. If any listeners know of a great mystery bookstore, that's like sells new books, let me know. But I, I, I think we should do her next. Cause I feel like a lot of our listeners like that novel, and I'm, I want to check it out because I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, this, like, that'd be great. I feel like it's like someone not reading Harry Potter or something. Like someone likes fantasy. We're on the case. So that'll be our next book, I think, that we'll dive into. Um, stay tuned next week for our Halloween spooktacular. Oh, yeah. We'll see you guys then. Okay, see ya. Stay cozy. Bye-bye. <laughs>